Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Player 54 Podcast, a show focused solely on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host, Michael Lathrop. Hello, football fans. This is episode 96, Announced Intent to Merge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at True Victory. If you are not perfect, if you have ever struggled, if you have ever failed, if you have ever been the underdog, if you have ever doubted yourself or been doubted by others, if you want to get better, be better, and make our world better, this is the perfect brand for you. Founded by U.S. military veterans, True Victory is a sportswear and streetwear brand dedicated to building everyday champions on and off the field. True Victory is not simply a company, they're a cause. Its purpose is to transform lives and elevate humanity through the power and unity of sports, positive stories, and serving others. They are dedicated to the game, the grind, and the globe. But most importantly, they are dedicated to you. If you want to strive for something better, while proudly showing others your determination, grit, and supporting people like yourself, check out the True Victory Shop by simply clicking on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code PLAYER54 at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase. Per usual, this week we have the latest league developments. In addition, wide receiver C.J. Windham Jr. joins the show to discuss his football journey and the San Antonio Brahmas acquiring his rights. But first, we have those developments to cover. So, let's get to it. On September 25th, Alliance 412 announced XFL Senior Vice President of Player Personnel Doug Whaley has joined their team as the Senior Advisor of Player Administration. Also on September 25th, Pro Football Newsroom journalist James Larson posted the following on his ex, formerly known as Twitter account. The Alliance 412 announced today that Doug Whaley has accepted an advisory role with the organization. Source confirms that this will not interfere with his XFL duties as Senior Vice President of Player Personnel. Whaley has been on staff with the XFL since 2018. On September 27th, USPTO licensed trademark attorney Mike Condotis posted the following on his ex, formerly known as Twitter account. The USFL has filed 22 new trademark applications for NSFL, National Spring Football League. The September 22nd filings indicate plans to use the names of its developmental league for clothing, footwear, and headwear, broadcasting and entertainment services, multimedia and NFTs, and much more. Attached to his post was an image of the NSFL and National Spring Football League USPTO trademark applications and the application numbers. Although this appears to be the new identity for the reported USFL-XFL merger, this potential branding could be, among others, under consideration for the joint venture. On September 28th, the USFL and XFL posted press releases announcing their intent to merge. The following is the XFL press release. Today, the United States Football League and the XFL announced their intention to merge. Subject to customary regulatory approvals, and if the transaction is consummated, the new league will establish best-in-class operations based on the most recent seasons of both leagues. This historic combination will anchor professional spring football with the substantial capabilities and resources to ensure future growth and continue to enhance the development of the collective players, coaches, and staff that are coming together. 
More details regarding the new league will be announced at a later date. This announcement checks off multiple key factors. One, it confirms the Axios and Sportico reports that both leagues were in advanced merger discussions. Therefore, not a buyout. Two, the merger is not yet complete. It requires regulatory approval. Three, it confirms both entities are combining to form a new league. Also on September 28th, Pro Football Newsroom journalist James Larson obtained an internal statement from XFL President and CEO Russ Brannon to XFL personnel and posted it to his ex, formerly known as Twitter account. The following is Russ Brannon's statement. Good afternoon. Hope everyone has been having a safe and relaxing offseason. I am writing to you with some important news. Today, the XFL and USFL announced their intention to merge. The combination of these two leagues will anchor professional spring football with sustainable capabilities and resources to ensure future growth while continuing to enhance the development of our players. While this is big news, until the deal closes, the XFL will continue to run business and football operations as usual. We look forward to sharing more information with you about the deal when we can. Today's news comes after months of productive discussions and most importantly, mutual respect for the success of both leagues have achieved. The combined ownership group shares the same vision for the future of spring football and is aligned in its mission to build a scalable platform that benefits players, fans, and partners for the long term. Although there is still more to come, here is what I can share with you today. Our ownership group is committed to seeing the growth and success of spring football. With the addition of Fox, the combined ownership are undisputable global leaders across sports, entertainment, media, brand marketing, and business building. Your contract does not change at this time. We will keep you updated as details become available. This is not only the next chapter for the XFL, but for spring football and its role in the greater football ecosystem. On September 29th, I shared on my ex formerly known as Twitter account the following. Hearing the XFL October 4th draft is being shelled. Also on September 29th, XFL insider Mike Mitchell also posted to X, formerly known as Twitter, responding to a post by the handle at XFL Center, the following. The XFL draft hasn't been canceled. It was tentatively scheduled for October, but has been pushed back. The XFL has three additional player showcases scheduled this month. It is evident that Mike Mitchell and I have heard the same thing. We will have to wait and confirm to see when the draft that was scheduled for October 4th has been rescheduled. As I have previously mentioned, I will now be joined by wide receiver C.J. Wyndham Jr. to discuss his football journey and the San Antonio Brahmas acquiring his rights. Welcome, C.J. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show to discuss your football journey and the San Antonio Brahmas acquiring your rights. Yeah, I got you. I think it would be beneficial for our listeners if we began with a little bit of your backstory to provide everyone a little bit better understanding of who you are as a person and a player. I understand you played your collegiate ball at Division I Middle Tennessee State. Can you walk us through how you were introduced to the game of football, your college recruitment process, and how your overall Blue Raiders playing experience was? I, I was actually a baseball player first, which is, is kind of crazy. But uh, I, I played baseball, then picked up football. And picked that up just as one of the things to kind of keep me busy. I was a energetic body. I always wanted to do something. Parents wanted to just put me in as many things as possible. I actually swam a little bit, did basketball, baseball, and just everything under the sun. But I, I just had a different feeling when I got out there on the football 
uh, I was introduced as a quarterback. So it's kind of like the general of everything. I kind of got the ball in my hands every play. And, you know, I kind of found out I was a natural born playmaker at an early age. You know, very thankful for that. But I, I just decided to run with that when I just saw how uh, successful I was at an early age doing that. Getting over into Middle Tennessee, my experience there was nothing short. And, man, I enjoyed my entire time there. I actually had the blessing of being able to play six years. You know, a lot of people look at it like, ah, oh, like been there for too long. Or, you know, he's a super senior, all this and that. Got a lot of different mixed emotions about that. But uh, me looking back on it, I definitely appreciated it. My time there, I, I'd say that my uh, biggest, like, integral piece there would be Coach Stockstill, my head coach. Definitely made the, the game fun day in, day out, and, and taught me about becoming a man, taught me a lot about the game of football. My time there was, I feel like it would have been a little bit better, minus the injuries. I had two while I was there. Um, but you know, all the part of the, stir, the story, that's all the part of the journey. I mean, it really wouldn't go back and change anything, you know. So I got the start towards the end of my freshman year. Got to uh, become an integral piece of the offense around the middle of my sophomore year. And, and from there, just enjoy making plays in front of a lot of people there in Murfreesboro, man. Those people made it fun for me. And, you know, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. So, recruiting uh, over in the uh, middle of Tennessee, I knew uh, from the start that I really wanted to, to be at middle Tennessee because of the recruiting. I mean, they, they went above and beyond. Coach Stock came to my house like three or four times personally just to make sure that he can sit and talk with mom and dad. There weren't any questions that were uh, that were going to be on the table once I got there. Uh, obviously, getting up on the official, they took care of me. Uh, there wasn't anything I couldn't ask for. And like I said, Coach Stock was you know, an integral piece of me uh, becoming who I was while I was at school. So even when I first got to meet him, it was always an open phone policy. You know, anytime that you need me, if I'm not on the field, I'm not handling anything, important I'm, I'm gonna give you a call back or i'm gonna answer the phone he almost act like you know like a second father for me so getting that love and treatment you know as a high school athlete and even being my junior year not even my senior year that meant a lot to me it meant a lot to my family so i, I kind of was an easy decision there when it came to mt did you have other offers though i did i had uh i had 13 offers probably won't be able to name them all but i know i had middle tennessee western army uh, Stetson, Elon, Furman, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, good amount of interest from Van. They were trying to offer me on a signing day, which is kind of cool too. But for the most part, I, I locked in with Middle Tennessee towards the, the end of my, my junior year. I went ahead and verbally committed. And from there, I was locked in through and through. So, the collegiate career came to an end. And I understand that you ultimately signed with the Indoor Football League's Quad City Steam Wheelers. But before we get into that, did you have any other contact or workout with Canadian Football League, National Football League, USFL, XFL teams? You know, obviously on Pro Day, we had, let's see, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Bengals. Um, I mean, there's this a countless list of many teams that I talked to. Then, obviously, you know, they got to see me work out there in person, which was pretty cool. But uh, I had a private workout with the uh, Falcons before, like maybe like a week before draft. And that was pretty cool. Great facilities, great coaches, everything. That was, was a pretty nice experience. Um, uh, outside of 
NFL. I don't believe I had any. Uh, so I do take the back. I actually did have an XFL workout down in Florida that I did do after the NFL draft. So I went down there, worked out, got the draft invite from the XFL, like that following week, which was, you know, one of those like, yes, like get to see some of my talents again, you know, we'll see where this goes. Uh, draft time rolled around. XFL didn't draft me. So this is in the year 2022. Uh, yeah, XFL did pick me up. I talked to uh, the DC Defenders, uh, Orlando Guardians, and I think I had a brief contact with uh, St. Louis Hawks. So talk to those three and uh, none of them tried to pick me up. And, you know, at that point, you're, I don't want to say like in disbelief, but it's one of those where it's like, it gets real for you. There's not, you know, ample amount of spots on every rock for you to make. Uh, you can be a really, really good player. And, you know, they decide to go with another guy. Uh, it's one of those where you, you really got to uh, test your faith, really test your confidence. You know, it just everything under the sun, I definitely had to believe in myself. But back to uh, Omar, uh, he reached out to me. Uh, one of them kind of just sat in my DMs. I'm like, okay, like, like, okay, I hear him out. And then I heard the big announcement about XFL with the IFL. And I'm like, what is it, the IFL? This is the second time hearing it, you know, like IFL, indoor football. So I look into it, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, man, Omar, you know, he's got ties with this one uh, squad named Quad City. So, you know, I look up Quad City, I'm like, okay, let me look up all these IFL teams. And, you know, me being proactive, I'm like, I think I'm – I don't want to say I think I know I'm a good enough player to be able to play professionally, and there's no reason why I can't get into any league. So I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm just going to try. And I sent DMs on Instagram to every single IFL team. Like, I, hey, my name's CJ Wyndham, uh, 6'3", receiver, attached to my um, I mean, even bits of my resume. I mean, some, everything, man. Cause I'm like, there's no reason why, you know, I shouldn't be able to play. And, um, uh, obviously, uh, Quad was the first one to get back to me because Omar did say something as well. And Coach Ross, great guy, uh, reached, reached back out to me immediately. Hey, I'm here, Coach Coach Ross. Here's my info. Email me the highlights. I really see him here on Instagram. This and that. So I say like my introduction into NFL was a little bit more self led. And, uh, and like I said, I do want to give credit to Omar definitely, but. As for reaching out to a lot of these teams that, you know, that just came from me, you know, so uh, definitely betting on myself and believing in myself. And I mean, I know you're probably about to ask all that, but I got, you know, plenty of good things to say about quad as well. So I was going to say you were named team rookie of the year. So you obviously had a good season recording 419 yards, 11 <laughs> touchdowns on 31 receptions in 14 games. So, obviously, things went pretty well because, you know, I know some people look at some numbers and it's tough for them to really understand them because, obviously, the indoor game on a 50-yard field is very different than the traditional outdoor game. But with that being said, how did the IFL impact your game? And what attributes and skills are you able to take away from that and implement back into the traditional outdoor game here when you ultimately go to play for the San Antonio Browns? Oh, man. And, and, and it's great you asked this question because uh, that's actually one of the things that I'm thinking about when I first turned on the IFL. 
the first time I'm like, okay, let me, if I'm going to go out here and, you know, put my name out here to go, you know, to the IFL, I need to know what's going on. So I turn to the IFL and I'm like, okay, it's a rainbow ball. Like, okay, like, got the pad and stuff. Like, okay, like people going to the wall. That's one of the things I was like, eh, do I really want to do that? But then getting to the point where it's like, man, like I want to play, like I, I want to ball regardless. It doesn't matter. Like, I hear like 50 yard field doesn't matter. Walls, no matter, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, let's do it. Like, you know, I'm a ball. I know I can do this. I know I can conquer anything that's in front of me, man. Let's do it. So get to the point where, like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Get uh, contracts stuff signed. Get up there to quad. Um, I think my mindset was so far beyond just going out there and doing well. I think it was so far set on making sure that I'm leading in, you know, anything that that it is that that I can do out here. You know, not only just making it on that team, but making an impact to where I'm noticed by not only people in the IFL, but every other league. So, you know, I was I was blessed to be able to go and make that impact there at Quad. But I, I feel like more than anything, being in that game and in the IFL got to teach me so much more about being little. You know, like as a bigger body receiver, I feel like at times it, it's, it can be easier to win when you have a lot of space. But there, everything is is – in a phone booth, you have to learn to be agile, to be able to get around people, to get through people in a small amount of space. So I really feel like it opened up not only my mental aspect of being able to think on the fly and to be able to understand uh, different defenses, coverages, and uh, how people play different kind of uh, routes and stuff on the, the mental side of football. But uh, physically, I definitely feel like uh, I, I got a little bit more flexible. Definitely had to, to like I said, get agile and 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 definitely be able to use my body as a small man as well. So I said that was something that I came into the season wanting to accomplish. And obviously, there's always room for more work, but I definitely feel like uh, I was able to to be able to use myself and and get small, get skinny in places that I need to, and still be able to use you know my body when I needed to. But uh, yeah, everything operates on operates on the phone booth, man. So like, you gotta you gotta be able to adjust. You gotta be able to get small in there. And you won't be successful. So the season wraps up. You guys didn't quite get into the final four, so it allowed you to be eligible for the August fourth IFL XFL Combine that was held there in Henderson, Nevada. So I guess my question is, did you participate at the combine? Sure did. Uh, I believe uh, maybe like halfway through the season, Coach Ross reached out and said that they had been looking at uh, different IFL athletes and uh, they were actually willing to have a showcase out in Vegas right after the season. I guess before I, I get to that point, I, I don't think uh, I got to say enough about uh, the people up there at Quad. And I mean, I think transitioning from outdoor to indoor is definitely a lot harder than you know some people. Then, then some people may may think. I think Coach Ross and his coaching staff and just, just the fan base, just everybody up there, kind of made it a lot easier for me to transition more so than I thought it'd be. So I do want to give you know tip my hat and big thanks to them up there, and uh, and I was glad that, that I was able to learn that much at a short amount of time because at the time I think it was like November December time frame that I decided I was going to do IFL and, you know, had to turn around and report like two months after. So didn't necessarily know how to train for it. Like what are the things that I probably need here that I 
probably don't need outdoor, you know what I'm saying? So I do want to just definitely take my time to, you know, tell them that I appreciate everything they did, you know, how easy they made that transition for me. But yeah, back to getting that invite to the, the IFL to XFL thing out there in Vegas. Yeah, he told us about it, uh, like mid season that they were looking at us and, and going out there. And I believe it was, uh, San Antonio and Houston that came. They're watching that combine one hot, definitely hot. It's Vegas for you, but definitely, uh, kind of like everything else that I've had in my life, uh, you're presented with a conflict. How are you going to react to it? You know, so, and like I said, I feel like I can conquer anything in front of me. And, you know, I feel like I obviously performed very well to the point to where, you know, they, they were able to take notes and take that back to the coach Hines. And, you know, that it, it just meant the world to be able to have an opportunity to perform in front of uh, another league that was once, you know, trying to get into that I did not make the cut for. You know, now it's a whole another drive, a whole different uh, CJ. Because now I'm like, hey, this is my second opportunity. You've seen what I can do in the IFL. I'm still relevant. My name is still, you know, here. And now you're going to get to see in person, you know. So out there, that, that was great. That was great for me. I, I had a really good time there. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Thing. Put a lot of emphasis on having fun with this game because, you know, you don't play it forever. But, you know, this is definitely something I've loved since I was so. Getting to, getting to go out there, one of the places is beautiful. Then being able to go out there and do what I love and from I mean, you know, just show them like, hey, like this guy, somebody you need on your roster, it meant the world to me. So I definitely went out there and had a great time and performed well. Obviously, things went well at the Combine. Whether you pair the Combine with your time at Quad City, whether you compare that even with your time at Middle Tennessee, it doesn't matter. Whatever you did, all computed well for whoever was sitting there when the decision came because, you know, it was reported that you were acquired by San Antonio. Heck, back on September 5th, Quad City Steam Wheelers, and on September 7th, the Indoor Football League congratulated you and your teammate, Joe Crawl there, on signing contracts with San Antonio. So was it more just a rights acquired, or did you actually put ink to paper with San Antonio Brahmas. They did acquire my rights. Uh, I actually got a chance to talk to Coach Hine, uh, a few other um, uh, integral pieces in the coaching staff and uh, staff in general. They they acquired rights, though, I believe, as most people are seeing now, there's a merger, the XFL and USFL, so they're kind of waiting on a few other things to, to get put in line to be able to, to, to get ink to paper. I mean, more than anything, you know, being able to get that call from, you know, Coach Hines and uh, for them to tell me that, you know, we've got you, you know, we've got you secure, we've got you locked in. And then not only that, but like you said, uh, with my teammate with me, Joe Crawl, to, to see his name come across there as well. And it's like, it's like hey, man, like, <laughs> like, congrats, man. And getting the congrats back, I mean, it just, it meant the world to, to both of us because, you know, I've also got to see, you know, his journey, uh, like at least a piece of it this past year. And CR, he works and education he has for this game as well. Yeah, you got definitely got the, the rights acquired. You know, we're waiting on a few more things to get put in order so that we can go ahead and put that ink to paper and, you know, make this officially official. So, well, why don't you just share with Brahma's nation, so to speak, what it is that you're going to be bringing to the team and what they can ultimately anticipate from you this upcoming season when we get past all this 
reported merger and stuff like let's let's just keep it focused on what we can talk about and not the stuff we can't control why don't you share with Rama's nation and all the people of San Antonio like who you are as a player right I mean it's nice to share your past but obviously you're you're not the person you were when you showed up to college you're not the person you were when you showed up to Quad City right there's maturing that happens right you're perfecting your craft so who are you today as a player and what can they expect to see from you I think they will definitely be in for a treat. Uh, they, they get to watch me. I, I really feel as if uh, probably be one of those, uh, the player favorites. When I go out there to play football on a daily basis, like I mentioned a little bit before, I, I don't take it lightly. I'm blessed to be able to do these things that, that I can do on a daily to, to be able to call football. My job is nothing short of a blessing. I feel like when I get out there to play, you see that as well. There's nothing that a coach can't ask of me to do. There's nothing that I will put my body on the line for. There's nothing that I feel like I can't do on a football field. So I feel like, you know, San Antonio, Roman I mean, you guys are going to get to see uh, a guy who cares about ball, a guy that cares about winning, a guy that's confident in uh, the work he puts out, a guy that's smart about the game, super intelligent, playing the classroom by translator over the football. You gonna see a guy that likes to smile a lot, playful. You know, well, you know, I'm about my business. So I think more than anything, uh, uh, you, you get to see a bigger body receiver just having fun, man. You'll get to see hopefully a lot of a lot of score and a lot of touchdowns and whatnot. But that there aren't a lot of pieces of my game that I feel like people wouldn't enjoy coming out there to watch. You know, blocking, catching, special teams. I mean. I guess y'all are in for a treat, man, you know, and, and I, I've been doing a little bit of research myself, man. I see that, you know, that that fan base and uh, the people that come out to support San Antonio, I mean, I mean that's unreal. And, you know, that, that almost gives me goosebumps because I'm big on support. I'm big on uh, care and the people that are around me. Family is just like me, uh, very humble, very appreciative of everything that, that we get. So, uh Man, just just even think about it now, just being a part of that is, is going to make me so happy and so excited and even more apt to go out here and, you know, put in some work, man. So, I mean, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for what y'all are going to get to see because I'm bringing everything I've gotten in, so you're really getting a dog. You mentioned keeping you motivated to do work, and there's a good amount of time, yeah. I mean, literally today is we're almost at the end of September here, but you've got October, November, December before we even think about camp. Obviously, you keep yourself in shape. I mean, you're a player. and But can you kind of just explain to us what your grind is? What is your typical day going to look like moving forward for the next couple months? That, that's cool to ask that as well because I've actually got a few conversations that I've gotten to have with like some of the staff up there at San Antonio and the uh, you know, one of one of their questions was, you know, like, what are you doing a daily? And tell them, man, uh, I stay out of trouble, I get down, man. And if I'm if I'm not doing anything football related, I'm somewhere getting money, you know. So I actually work at a at a hospital right now as a as a rehab aide. So I'm on a rehab unit, and I, I deal with uh, stroke patients. And uh, it's something that I went and got my degree. I got an exercise science degree from Middle Tennessee in 2020. So. I, I kind of feel like uh, it'd be pretty unproductive to not lose that degree at this time, you know, with, with so much downtime, because a typical day for me will look like getting up, 
working out, getting done with the workout, getting to going to work, you know, get, get to be alongside and, uh, a lot of people that are kind of like me, man. Like, uh, you know, a lot of these people are at a point in life where they might not be confident or, you know, might need a little push or, you know, they need help getting back to the person that they were before or the person that they know they can be. And it motivates me in a way because I'm there and I'm telling them like, you know, you can do this, you know, it's step by step process, day by day thing. And in some points I can almost relate myself because it's like, I, I know that this struggle is different from mine, but I can't compare it to a time to where I was down. I was down and I didn't feel like, you know, there was going to be any positive things in the future. And, you know, I fear, you know, at sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm that light to, to some of these people that are here on a daily basis, you know, need a little bit of encouragement and joy and someone else that, Hey, like this person persevere, this person can continue to do, you know, things on a daily basis to get us to be. So, you know, why can't I change? So in a sense, it's, it's more a pleasure for me going to every day than, you know, them getting to see me. But yeah, man, uh, outside, you know, working out in the morning, going there, I like to try to catch at least a hundred, 200 balls a day. I got to call up, you know, old, old friend or, you know, old quarterback I've had before, or, you know, anything, make sure that I'm staying intact with the game every day, you know, uh, whether that's push or sit us, you know, like something like I, I kind of feel like you've wasted a day if you haven't done something related to perfecting or, or doing more to, to hone in on your craft, you know? So yeah, like I said, working out of hospital and, you know, working out on the daily, I'm also a gamer, keeps my mind going in a positive direction. So, you know, like I said, I like to stay out of trouble, I like to, to get money. I'm also an entrepreneur. So it's like, it's a lot of different things that I do on a daily. I'm on sneaker business, I buy and resell shoes. Yeah, man, I just feel like it's, it's too many ways to to be finding revenue, to really just be sitting on your behind. And, and I feel like it's too many ways that I can become a better athlete to be sitting on my behind, not, you know, doing things to perfect my craft. So, yeah, man, I'd say from start to finish, you got to work out. You got hospital time. Uh, after that, uh, a little bit more for your craft, a little bit of focus on nutrition. And, hey, get some gaming time, get some stretching in between games. Well, yeah, it's very interesting because, you know, there are some people that had their shot in the National Football League, right? Got a little bit of National Football League money and bounced back, and they're still trying to fight to get back. But everyone does not have some of that National Football League money, right? So everyone's still grinding. They still got to provide for themselves, you know, whether it's you by yourself, it's a significant other, whether it's you have a family now, whatever it is, but while you're still pursuing a dream. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot that goes into it. And I think it's always kind of nice to learn the entire story, the entire person that is going through this journey. Uh, so that's why I ask those questions and it gives us a better understanding of the person when it comes game day and we're sitting in the stands and we're rooting and cheering for somebody who exactly we're cheering for. Because uh, I know sometimes we go to these national football league games a couple of years in, it's very easy to lose track that somebody, a quarterback might be making $40 million a season. Well, you know, this is very different. And these, you know, guys like yourself are definitely working and have, you know, the end goal, whether you get a taste of it or not, some guys get a taste, they still want to come back, right? 
So it's very admirable to to hear the story, the journey that people go through. So DJ, it has been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time and having you on the show for you to share your journey being acquired by the San Antonio Brahmas. I'm wishing you nothing but the best of health, luck, as you prepare for training camp. I know you've got some time and, you know, anything can happen. So I wish you all the best. And hopefully it all goes well. And yes. you're on that San Antonio Brahmas roster. We get to see you in that, even though I'm guardian season ticket holders, you can see behind me the what I got hanging out. It's all good. It's all good. But I'd like to see you in that black and yellow and <laughs> with those horns on the helmet. I'd like to I'd like to see you striving to reach your, your goal. And if so, there's an open invitation here for you to come back sometime to talk about that experience when okay. the time comes. Okay. No doubt, my man. No doubt. I definitely appreciate you having me on, man. And getting a little, learn a little bit about you was pretty cool as well, man. So definitely take you back off on that offer. Oh yeah. You got work to do. No doubt. So it's, the journey's not over. We know. But before I let you go, you know, I always think it's important for somebody like you to take a moment just to let everyone know where they can follow you beyond this interview, where your social media accounts are. You mentioned you got a little sneaker business. So if you got any, you know, other irons in the fire that you kind of want to share with people, you know, your, your little passion projects, please, this is your opportunity to share it all. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, my sneaker page that we have, we have one on Instagram and that is C as in cat two, the number two, dot kicks k-i-c-k-s so c2 dot kicks go on there and shoot me a dm let me know what you want it's hard for me not to be able to find some i I think i'll probably every shoe under the rainbow you know as anybody that knows me i'm very passionate about the kicks and i've got a lot of access to them so you know if i can help in any way shape or form i'm always for it that's what that business is for, you know, helping people get some of the things that, you know, they, they want to walk around and, and be seen in. So that is ran with uh, my partner. His name is Christian Roberson, lifelong friend as well. Good guy. So, you know, both of us co-partner on that uh, that business there. And then um, uh, my socials on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I believe, Snap, they're all the same. It's, it's CJ Wyndham, I-T-S-C-J. W I N D H A M. So go in there, give me a follow, give me a holler, you know, just, just let me know uh, anything that you like to know about me or, you know, that I didn't mention or, you know, just, just to follow the journey, you know, I'm all for it, man. I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, happy, humble guy. I, I'm not the, the kind of the big time anybody, you know, so, you know, you just reach out to me. I'm here. You know, any of those socials. Good deal. Thank you, CJ. It was a pleasure having the opportunity to learn CJ's journey. He is a down-to-earth person. Seeing the XFL have announced their intent to merge with the USFL, currently there are more questions than answers surrounding the upcoming season. I wish CJ the best of health and luck as he navigates through these uncertain times. Unfortunately, we do not have any fan line messages this week. If you have an XFL-related comment, question, or hot take and would like it to be heard on the show, reach out to the fan line by calling 863-TALK-XFL or 863-825-5935. Doing so, your message could be included in an upcoming episode. Perez, Colby Pearson breaks the tackle and there he goes.
all good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Player 54 Podcast. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. One last thing. If you are interested in checking out our friends over at True Victory, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, PLAYER54, for 15% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Player 54 Podcast on your platform of choice. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Player 54 Podcast. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to player54podcast at gmail.com.